You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 30 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. And I'm delighted to welcome onto the line, it is the editor of the Toolstation Western League Bulletin, Mr. Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, thanks. Yourself? I'm all right. Did you get blown away over the weekend? Yeah, just about managed to stay in place. I did pop out a couple of times, but it was, yeah, it was quite blustery out there, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, not not surprised that we saw saw plenty of games uh, postponed on the weekend. I think it was this time last week we were sort of singing the praises of of, of ground staffs and whatnot and how how many games had sort of gone ahead recently and it was uh, yeah, few and far between of the cancellations. So I think we probably put the mockers on it a little bit. What I noticed in my particular part of the world was it wasn't necessarily the Friday where obviously the highest winds um, mm. occurred. Mm. Actually, I think what that tends to do is it tends to shake things up a bit. Yeah. So, of course, to have strong winds the following day, um, you know, that, that can often dislodge things. And certainly I, uh, I drove over to Westbury on, um, on Saturday. I went to watch um, uh, Westbury play. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt I was allowed to do that because they used to be a Western League club and oh, devices yeah. were not. So I, I thought I thought I'd I'd I'd, uh, I'd go and do that. And I saw many great former Western League um, people, of course. You know, I, during lockdown we featured Westbury um, on the podcast and um, and Greg, the uh, the chairman. I uh, it was great to catch up with him and Phil Alford as well, who of course um, was the chairman, the manager, and played for the club. And we did a really interesting interview with Phil, and it was it was a real pleasure to spend the game with him and his um, and his mates. Um, so it was a lovely time. But but that road between me and Westbury is a little bit hairy, and um, certainly driving back there was quite a few branches and bits of debris uh, on the road, and it just goes mm. to show that you know I know part of us thinks well this weather business you know very typical for the British to get upset about the weather mm-hmm. but it is dangerous and you know you've got to take it you've got to take it seriously so I'm I'm glad that you're in one piece I'm glad I'm in one piece now let's get on with the Toolstation Western League podcast on this week we hear from Kevin Hill the manager of Exmouth and we also hear from Sean Potter the manager of uh, Wells City um, and we're gonna it's, it's something of a rarity for us on the podcast because normally we sort of take a select few fixtures which is a lot easier said than done um, um, but on this occasion we are going to take every game that was played we're obviously looking at the games played on Saturday the 19th of February and uh, not a lot of goals in the Premier Division Tom on Saturday uh, Clevedon Town edging past Shepton Mallet yeah, it was a couple of tight affairs, wasn't it? But it was, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, pretty decent games from all accounts, I think. As you say, uh, tight affairs. And it was, uh, yeah, Clevedon who did run out 1-0 victors at home to shut the mallet. And, uh, yeah, the goal in, in that game came after only three minutes. So I hope that nobody, uh, big crowd, to be fair, 150 there. <laughs> so I hope hope none of them turned up late because they might have missed the uh, the goal goal scoring action. Uh, but it was Alex Cam who managed to, to knock the ball home after about three minutes or so to put Clevedon in front. And from there, it was, yeah, they managed to hold out. Mallet really did did push, especially in the second half. Came close to scoring Nick Wise on a couple of occasions. Uh, but, the uh, yeah, the Cleveland back line did a really good job, uh, clearing a couple of shots off the line. And uh, there was a point-blank save at one stage from, from their keeper as well. So, uh, Mallet definitely not, uh, yeah, not 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 suffering, suffering um, yeah, defeat lying down. They definitely came for it. But, uh, unfortunately for them, they were unable to break down the home side. And it was Cleveland who ran out 1-0 winners. And our next game, equally as close, um, surprisingly so, you might say, although Wellington, you know, they, they have made um, a good fist of it in, uh, in, uh, in recent weeks. But um, Exmouth triumphing here. 
Yeah, this was yeah far from easy for them. Obviously, they are yeah towards the top of the table, closing the gap a little bit on on Tavistock. Obviously, one of those who had their games cancelled on the weekend. Uh, but yeah, well, no win for for the home side. But it was uh, yeah, it was nervy. Uh, 18 minutes from time, they finally went in front. Uh, it was a pretty pretty good finish. Levi Landrakum uh, lobbing the keeper. Uh, that goal is on social media if people want to check it out. Uh, and uh, yeah, did yeah did well to to beat the uh, onrushing uh, keeper as I say, putting Exmouth one 0 up. And uh, yeah, they did manage to to, to pull out the uh, the one 0 win. So an important three points for for Exmouth in their win over Wellington. Absolutely. Uh, well, we haven't heard from this man for a while. He's always a pleasure to have on the Tool Station Western League podcast, Kevin Hill, of course, the um, the manager of Exmouth. Now, I could have started off with a bit of alliteration and saying to Kevin about that, um, that Levi Landricum lob. And again, that's another thing that's a lot easier said than done. But um, um, we started off by inevitably talking about the weather, of course, only two games in our Premier Division this weekend. So I started off by saying how important it was for that game to um, to get on. I'm very delighted, really, because it's, it's another game out of the way and it's uh, another three points we chalked off. So I'd say we keep ticking the games off. That's what matters. But be fair to the ground staff and the people got it on. Look at the weather in the morning. I didn't think it would be on, but they they, they took the chance. The pitch was good. Which is they read that they'd done the forecast and knew it was clear enough about half past one, two o'clock, and it did. And then there's hardly any wind, to be fair. So that no, was good. Now, I'm, I'm pleased you mentioned um, your ground staff, actually, because, of course, all of our clubs rely on volunteers to sort of help get our games on. And that's hard enough sometimes, particularly when it's when, when it's, you know, it's been raining. But, you know, the weather we had um, to contend with over the weekend you know, and the and the damage as well, potentially. I know there's some real horror stories coming from the rest of the, you know, the non-league pyramid. So, I mean, it, it really is good that, that you were one of the games that, that managed to beat the weather. And I think that says an awful lot about the quality of your volunteers at Exmouth. To be fair, they've been great. There's all, also, we had a bit of damage, but it was in, like, the manager's car park. It was offensive. Nothing to do. It didn't interfere with anyone. It was out of the way, so but that, that's the only bit the wind caught us with. But to be fair, our pitch it does get heavy. It does get wet, but obviously by by the sea there as well, and the tide right beside it, it does drain well. And with the driving wind, it obviously helps to dry it. So, but to be fair, it was quite solid during the middle. It was wet. Yes, it's heavy on the flanks, but fair play to them for getting it on. So that was a nice nice little surprise, really, because me being honest, I didn't think it was going to be on. Well, it was, and uh, you did, as you say, you managed to take all three points, but Wellington didn't make it easy for you, did they? No, I, they didn't. I'll be honest, the truth. They, they, I'm not saying they can have their heads up high. If anything, they could have come away with the three points come the end, but give, give them credit, they, they moved the ball around well. And I, but Saturday, it, it was one of those games where give credit to them they knock the ball around well like I said they've drawn with Tabby this year they've given helps to them up for their money at their place they have some funny results they are a funny team to play against and be honest I'll be honest truth if they come away at the point they could have been straight up if they got all three points I could have argued come the end and I'm being totally honest there now, you have been on a good run of form, um, which perhaps made that result away at Cadbury Heath a bit more surprising what happened there? I'll, I'll be honest with you I think it gets a bit You do get it in amateur, at this sort of level. And we did have a good little run. And you go to there, and I was trying to block it out in the, the early way. I give people a rest. I'm trying to make sure over the top that I didn't 
didn't want to slip up because I, I knew what potential we are. I know we got capabilities to um, resolve those every now and then. Like we've gone to somebody lost quite big, but we beat them home early on the season, eight one or eight 0 where it was, and I knew it would be the same that doing that they won their last two at home, Cabrini beat Saltash, and if we turned up, yeah, and just offer any way, anybody in this league can beat anyone. You know, as it's proven, have to beat Mounds all the other week. And if you're not on it, we can't just switch the turn the switch and start playing again. But we must have made the fatal mistake of going one up really early, and then we failed a load of chances in front of goal first half that went behind our back. Um, mistake by the keeper, very rare to keep brilliant for me for standing in for my and give him a lift. Yes, and we scored just before half time to make it two one. But come on, Cambridge's second half, they used the win brilliantly. They couldn't get out. Another mistake made it 2-2. Then they scored literally two, three minutes after. We just couldn't get back in there. We lost it. It's like a panic button setting. But since then, we played Sheffield at home. We scored in the first minute again. And we did perform again. But this time, what I liked about that, we always tell the Sheffield it seemed to be our little bogey fan, our centre manager. They beat us one at home in the FA Cup this year. They beat us home last year, four three. Took on a beating record for a long time at home. Yes, and then they beat us with us. Always seen a struggle against Shepton, but we didn't play well, and we beat Shepton one 0 The same again on Saturday. We, in my terms, we didn't play well as I expect them to do. Yeah, but we got the job done. So, but part of me is being around football long enough. If we're winning and we're not playing well. Sort of quite cheeky like it because when we if, we if this starts up and we start to turn the corner again and build a run, we'll only start playing really well. And if we do have a good run where we do play well, you know what I mean? If we win, we don't play this week, but then we play Wellington away and then we have Mounds on home on a Wednesday night. So that's so the two big games coming up sets up for us. Yeah. Well, we'll have a chat about them in a minute, but um, I know when we spoke earlier this season on the podcast, you, you talked about your player availability problems and I know that they've been a problem for everybody but obviously you're doing so well in the Premier Division at the moment I mean have things improved for you in that regard in the second half of this season? Yeah definitely they have they, I'll be honest with you they have improved plus I've added one or two as well and but, you know when things on it's on, sometimes things go right through and they fall in place don't they is when I've had somebody away one or two people away since after, because it's been on this run, I've had one or two people come back that fill in their position. So it's like Saturday, I had um, uh, Dan Cullen be sent out halfway. He's been playing three or four games. Tom Gardner was due back, so they swapped straight in. He took him for his place. I had Callum Shipton missing. The most centre midfielder has been there all year, playing the centre part, my most consistent player. He, he was there. He's not there this Saturday. Well, he wasn't there Saturday. So Nathan Cooper come back from holiday and went straight in. So all these little things were just falling. One comes, one goes. So it's sort of, I don't want to curse it, but you know, sometimes when you think yourself, when well, beginning of the season, I was having just me on the bench with another. I'm now still having three, four, five on the bench every week. I'm having a strong bench, so I'm quite, I'm quite okay at the moment. Touch wood. Now, I'm going to let you into a little bit of a secret, Kev, because um, I, I do try and prepare for these interviews. I know it sounds particularly at your end of the microphone, that, that I don't. Um, but but I, I, do try and, I do try and give a little bit of thought. And I, my next question to you 
Um, I'm reading it here and it says, yeah, second in the table at the moment, you must be happy with that. And, I, and I'm just thinking to myself, that's quite possibly the stupidest question I've ever written because you're not happy with that, are you? You want to be first, you don't want to be second. <laughs> Ultimately, the prize is you, you want to get promoted into the Southern League, don't you? You mentioned earlier in the interview the games that are coming up and you you quite rightly pointed out that on March the 5th you've got Wellington again. Now, the fact that they, you know, you only managed to sort of edge past them at the weekend, do you think that's going to help in that game, mean that your players don't go into that game with any degree of complacency? Definitely. I I hope so, because obviously we beat them at home 3-0 in the cup. Yes, it's all different. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's got horrible when you play teams back to back. But we've got a week's break. I might even go watch them Saturday. I think they're home to somebody. I did look. I'm not, so, but you always take things. I'm already planning different things now in the end where I see it, where we went wrong Saturday, where I didn't like. Even, but I've got like two weeks to prepare, which might be too long, really, to think about it. But yeah, I do. It, it, it is a little tricky place to go. It's got a little slope. They know how to play it well. And like I say, Tammy has gone there, struggled. Helson gone there and struggled. So, there's no God given right what to do, so, which makes it, it might make it a little bit easier. When I say for the players, knowing that they're going to turn up, it will be like playing one of the top sides, you know what I mean? Three sides where you've got to be 100% at it, flat out, otherwise we will get turned over. Well, on the subject of playing one of the top sides, you're going to be doing that on March the 9th. You've already mentioned that midweek game against Mausel. Uh, you know, that regularly people, managers tell me on the podcast that they think they're the best footballing side in the Premier Division. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I, I would do. Obviously, we haven't played them this year, but we played them in the FA Cup. 
probably last year or the year before, and in a friendly. And I think we beat both times in the friendly and in the FA Cup. So, but it's, it's obviously that was both at our place. But no, knowing what they do, like, they do move the ball around. They are a academy side. You know what I mean? I just hope that it's really chucking down the rain that night. It's really <laughs> ugly conditions. There's, a, there's another there's another podcast in that for us then, Kev, eh? <laughs> and my thanks to Kev for his time. If you're thinking, Toolstation, I know they'll save me money, but do they have all the top brands? You know, DeWalt, Makita, Einhell, Stanley, Myra, Kudox, Nest and Santex. Yeah, they do. Over 15,000 trade quality products in the range from the leading brands with prices that are hard to beat. If you want a helping hand to save on your next job, try Toolstation. With over 300 branches, there's always a Toolstation near you. Now, in the first division, we kick off with Hengrove Athletic, where they travelled to Almondsbury. Uh, these two sides that on their day um, have proved this season that they can beat anyone. And, um, well, it was a very strong display by the away side, Tom. Yeah, it was. Uh, an early early kick, I think, kicked off around lunchtime, so quarter past 12-ish, I think it was in the end. And it was, yeah, really, really strong performance from Hengrove. Uh, a 3-1 win for them. Uh, and a couple of players really standing out in this one. Ben Bamman and Jack Cousins, uh, they were probably the, the difference between the two sides on Saturday. Uh, each of them scoring inside the opening half hour to, to put Hengrove two up, so obviously making a, uh, a very strong start. Uh, Almondsbury did hit back towards the end of the first half. James Chenoweth had, heading home from, uh, from just outside the area, uh, making it 2-1, as I say, on the cusp of half-time. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was as close as they got. Hengrove pushing on after the interval. Uh, Cousins laying the ball off for Bamant, so both involved in, in, in that goal as well. Uh, Bamant doing the, doing the uh, adding the finishing touches, should I say, and uh, yeah, made it 3-1, and that was how it stayed. So uh, an impressive away win for, for Hengrove. Now, our next game in the first division that made it on featured our league leaders. Bristol Telephones were the visitors, and I've got a feeling, Tom, that Bristol Telephones would probably have liked uh, this game to be one of the victims of the weather. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. I mean, to be fair to them, they did go ahead in this one. Uh, so it was a it was a pretty decent comeback from Sherbourne because obviously they will have yeah got into the game preparing for potentially an easier afternoon. Uh, but yeah, they did fall behind after about 20 minutes or so. Uh, but they did uh, yeah they weren't weren't behind for too long, fortunately for them. Uh, Leveling affairs through Declan Cornish uh, after about half an hour. So obviously that's well, probably a pretty important goal because obviously the longer they've been behind, they they might have started to. Started to, to start to worry a little bit, but uh, yeah, second half they really did uh, yeah show their strength. Obviously, they are pretty pretty free scoring at times. 97 goals, I think this uh, this 5-1 win takes them up to now uh, for the season. That's just league goals as well, so I'm sure they're scoring plenty in the cups as well. But uh, yeah, the zebras really firing in all cylinders in front of goal. Um, ben Hughes and Heron, Henry Lawrence Napier uh, each scoring inside the opening sort of 10 minutes of the second half to make it 3-1. Uh, yeah, and then from there they they pushed on. Lawrence Napier getting another. Uh, and then it was Jack Cutmore who added a, a late fifth. So uh, a really good win for, for Sherbourne over Bristol Telephones. Moral of that story there, don't score early, it makes them angry. It probably um, does. 
And our final game in uh, uh, in the first division from Saturday, the 19th of February, featured Titherington Rocks. Now, they have been going well. They came up against a resurgent Wells City. Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah, impressed with Wells recently. I think, uh, yeah, good result. Titherington, not, not yeah, that's just another side doing pretty well at the moment. So it was a slight surprise to see them. Uh, fall to a 2-0 defeat, but uh, yeah, that was how it how it played out. Wales winning away from home and a couple of goals from uh, Adam Wright, who's in in uh, excellent form at the moment, and also Ollie Bryant. He's also got on the score sheet. So uh, those two doing the damage for for Wales and uh, a 2-0 win away at Tiverton. Well, that's all the excuse I needed to get an old friend of the podcast on Sean Potter. I started off by saying to Sean that he must have been delighted to have got that game on. on Tiverington just because we haven't been there they're new to the league obviously and um, I've not been there before so I didn't really know too much about the setup. Uh, I've got some friends that, that go and watch them a little bit regularly and they told me that it's on top of a hill and they've got a good chance of it always being on then I started seeing games full and I thought nah they can't, it can't be on but yeah credit to them you, you get there you, we got there and you wouldn't even know you wouldn't even know the weather had been really really bad because it was the pitch was great credit to the uh, to the team that they've got up there because the, yeah the pitch was really good considering well it must have been extra special then for you to be pleased to get the game on and of course to come away with all three points yeah exactly I think we had uh, um, we've probably caught up a little bit now we, we, we had a couple of games in hand so our league position was a little bit false but um, yeah, it's always good to sort of get those games where not many other teams are playing and you can pick up the, the three points and start sort of catching people up. And, uh, yeah, I think after that three points, the league table looks a little bit better than it has done for us in the last sort of couple of months. But, um, yeah, it was really nice to get the three points. Well, we'll have a look at the, the league table. But what was it like coming up against a team um, that you hadn't played against before? I mean, did that sort of factor into the way that you set up your side or were you just pleased with the team that you put out on the day? We played them at home, but they've... Uh, yeah, I think they've had a, had a bit of a change of manager, maybe a few players different. Um, and you can see what they're trying to do. They're, they're sort of early in what they're trying to do and they're trying to build something. And the manager's a young guy who's sort of got his style that he's trying to build so you can see they're trying to do so we played him at home we drew nil nil we played well that day as well we, we just couldn't score and they were quite resilient and um yeah they came away, came away with a point so we sort of knew a little bit about them but not too much i think it's quite similar with most sides that you trade on what, on what we do and sort of hope that hope for the best really sort of do what we do make sure we do our jobs and sort of hope for the best well, you've been on a good run recently. You've beaten telephones and you've beaten devices, but you also picked up a very good point against Wing Canton. Now, of course, Wing Canton have been going exceptionally well. What did you make of them? Do you know what? I was away for that game. I had COVID. Um, <laughs> That's a sign of, of the times, isn't it? <laughs> I know. Um, but from what I'm told, and the sort of I was terrible at home, sort of updates on the phone constantly. And from what I've told, we were probably the better side and probably deserved to beat them which again is a, a big credit to our boys. I know that when we play the bigger sides, we always sort of turn up and we're, we're good. It's, it's usually against the sides where we're expected to win that we struggle. I mean, that's probably changed a little bit and we turned a little bit of a corner over the last month or so. But yeah, against the big sides, it's exactly the same against Oddown. We scored a late winner, a late equaliser, and it looked like we sort of done a little bit of a smash and grab and grabbed a point. But really on reflection, we, we probably dominated the game a little bit more. Uh, and probably deserve three. So losing that one one nil would have been really harsh. So yeah, I'm glad we managed to get a late equaliser in that one. But yeah, I think over the last sort of month or so since the Porter's Ed game, um, Porter's Ed we were nil nil. Uh, we conceded late on to lose one nil. 
Uh, but since then, I think we've we've kicked on and we've done really well. And even in the draws, like you say, the odd downs and the win counters, we probably deserve three points. And then against the sides that we probably should be beating, the devices, the telephones, Tiverton Saturday, um, we're putting in good performances. Whereas before, we'd sort of we'd go in expecting to win, and the mindset wouldn't be right. But the mindset's been really, really good from the lads in the last couple of months. We've made a few little changes sort of formation-wise uh, um, personnel and changed a few things around. And I think the mindset's really changed over the last few months. So, yeah, I've been really happy with how we've been playing. Because uh, before that draw against Odd Down, you'd, uh, you played them in December and, and they beat you, as, uh, and, and as did Warminster Town as well. So, you, you know, at the turn of the year, I know your form perhaps wasn't as good as, as you'd have liked it to have been. I mean, this has been a very difficult season for lots of reasons on and off the pitch. I mean, do you feel as if you've suffered a little bit from things like player availability? Yeah, I think everybody has, to be honest. Uh, when we played Odd and it was just before Christmas um, and we had lads that have got wives that are pregnant and important jobs or family members that aren't well um, and people didn't want to risk getting COVID just before Christmas. Mm. It was one of those times we already had two players out with COVID that had had to miss Christmas with their family because they were isolating for 10 days and I think there's a bit of a, a fear factor around. We didn't want to get changed in the change room together and I think the, the odd down game was just one of those games where we had a few missing and players were worried and our setup and our, our preparation that we usually do we couldn't do before the game because people didn't want to be in there we couldn't do any sort of team talk but yeah I think from the outside you look at results and you think it's sort of up and down we know it's up and down but internally we know the reasons why it's happening and we're sort of putting things in place to change that it's a mindset thing and when we get into to games against the better sides we know that the mindset is going to be there we play Shepton Mallet in the cup uh, and I've got no doubt that the mindset is going to be right and we're going to turn up and we're going to play really well it's, it's, it's just a, it's just a mindset thing and it's something that we, we're really really working on but I've got to keep just sort of trying to tell myself that we're early in terms of I've just come in at the beginning of this season changed the style we've got some new players um, some of the lads are doing things that they've not not done before and they're not used to doing in football. They've been doing it for years, so they're changing habits that they've had for for a long time. So I've just got to keep telling myself and, and telling the lads that we're early in what we're trying to do. It's a, it's a project. Um, we've just got to, we've just got to keep working hard to get it right. And I think over the last month, I've been really really happy. The results, you say, the odd down game it, to everyone else, it looks like a good draw. Wing Canton as well, they were flying, everyone else it looks like a good draw, but for us it's really, really disappointing coming away from, with a draw. The lads are in the change room after the game and it feels like a loss, um, just because we know how we're playing and we know what we can do, um, and we probably know that we deserved a little bit more from those games, but I think that's testament. Coming off those games and being disappointed with a draw is moving forward knowing where we are. So you're eighth in the league at the moment, do you think that's a fair reflection on how your season's gone so far? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I, I spoke to the lad Saturday and just said, look, first half of the season, nowhere near good enough. Uh, really inconsistent for all of us. Um, put us all in the same in the same bracket. We, we win as one and we lose as one. So, yeah, I, I told the lads that we've the first half of the season hasn't been good enough, but now we're just, I know it's an old cliche, but we really are taking sort of game by game. Let's have a look at the next game, see what we've got and, and go from there. So, yeah, I think eighth is a fair reflection because we don't deserve to be any higher. Although our performances have been have been good in spells, so we don't deserve to be any lower. So eighth, yeah, I'd say is a fair reflection. And, and sort of going into the, the last little bulk of games, we're 
we're, we're not too displeased where we are. Well, what are your ambitions then for the rest of this season? You know, do you think a playoff place is, is beyond you now? You know, the last thing I want to do is think about where we could finish and what we might do. Um, I, I've spoken to the lads and, and done exactly the same. I've been in this position before where we where you sort of you you make plans and you think I'm going to get here or we need to get there and you sort of lose focus on what's right in front of you. So I think I've said to the lads quite a few times, look, we just need to concentrate on the next game. I know it's boring, I know it's cliche, but but we've it's, it's just what we've got to do and then have a look at the end of the season and see where we are. I've told them sort of. When we were struggling, we were probably a lot lower than where we are now. I said you put on a little run in this league, especially, and you can you can jump four or five places comfortably in a month. I said so. Just keep doing what you're doing, keep winning games, and we'll have a look. We got no pressure. There's no pressure to finish in the playoffs. There's no pressure to be promoted straight away. Um, like I say, we're early in the project. Um, so just keep going, keep winning games, keep putting in performances, and we'll see where we end up because we all know what can happen in this league. In terms of your project, ultimately, do you want to see Wells in the uh, in the Western League Premier Division? Oh, of course, yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to do the job wanting to just stay in the same decision, uh, division every year. So, yeah, 100%. And, and being the way I am, I wanted to be promoted this year, beginning of the season, if you'd ask me. We probably did in the, in the last one, to be fair. Um, where we want to finish, we want to finish in the in the top two, like top three. We, we, we want to be promoted, so... I think that's where we should be. Um, I think the guys at the club behind the scenes, that's where they deserve to be. The group of players that we've got, when we're on it, talent-wise, we deserve to be in that league above. Um, and I genuinely think we would hold our own. Sort of Looking at the teams that we played against from the league above, I think we would, we would hold our own. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely the aim. That's definitely the plan. And, and not too distant future. I'm not looking at a four- or five-year plan. I'm looking at sort of next year obviously this year we don't know where we're going to finish I don't want to look too far but in the next couple of seasons that's definitely where we want to be Well let's look a little bit closer to home now uh, on um, uh, on Saturday you've got a game against Sherbourne Town now you're at home but that really is going to be a huge test for you and your squad isn't it? Yeah it's going to be a test again it's not one we're, we're worried about it's, it's one that we're looking forward to um, they're a good side. We played them away. They beat us. I think it was five-one. It was a really, really freak game. We played really well for the first twenty minutes, um, and then for the next twenty minutes of the first half, they scored. I think they went in four or five nil up. Um, it was just a really freak twenty minutes um, where they dominated us. Even spoke to their manager after the game, and he said he was ready to sort of give them a little bit at halftime because the first twenty minutes we played really well. So yeah, we, we know we can we know we can match them, and we know we can be close, especially at home. Similar with Wincanton and, and Odd Down, both good sides that are up there. Not too dissimilar in terms of ability and how good they are. So, yeah, we know we can match anyone and we can do well on our day. So it will just be one of them. But if it's our day, we'll, I'm sure we'll be um, we'll be there or thereabouts. And my thanks to Sean for his time. Now we'll take a look at the upcoming fixtures, Tom. We won't worry too much about what's going on in the midweek, although we do have some Les Phillips Cup action. Um, But we'll concentrate on Saturday, the 26th of February. And um, what game has caught your eye in the Premier Division? I've gone for a clash between Saltash and Gainsham on Saturday. I think that's probably the one that, yeah, piqued my interest uh, a little bit more than than others. Saltash coming off uh, a good good couple of results recently. The last last few weeks, they've been, uh, yeah, been been scoring pretty well on a couple of clean sheets uh, back-to-back. And they take on a 
Kenshin side who, yeah, um, last time we saw them were uh, 6-0 winners over Millbrook. So they are, um, yeah, a team to watch, aren't they, I think. Uh, so they travel down to, to take on a Solshaft side who, as I say, a couple of, couple of good results themselves. So I'm yeah, eager to see how that one, that one plays out. Now, I was very tempted with all the Bs bitten against Bridgewater United. I think that would be um, that would be an absolute cracker. But the game that I'm going to go for, Tom, on Saturday is Helston Athletic at home to Clevedon Town. Clevedon, I think, have been doing some really good things. They're in really good form, a very difficult side to beat. And Helston, of course, we know how good they can be on their day. Um, the fact that this is at Helston it really intrigues me to see how well Clevedon will do and whether or not Helston can, um, um, can beat a rival. Uh, towards the top of the table. So um, that's where my interest is in the Prem. And moving into the first division, Tom, which uh, which game has um, uh, which game has caught your eye there? I've gone for uh, Warminster hosting Cheddar. So obviously Warminster, one of the... I think we probably can now narrow it down to the top three who are playing out for, for the title. Uh, and they host uh, Cheddar side who are, yeah, one of those just a little bit below. Uh, I think they're currently sixth or seventh in that sort of area. But they're one of those sides that can can sort of topple, I think, most teams in the division. So, the, uh, yeah, it should be a decent game. And I don't think those these two teams have met yet. So they've still got to play each other a couple of times in the next few months. So, uh, yeah, uh, it be interesting uh, to see if Warminster can keep up their good form at home to Cheddar. Again, some really interesting games in the first division on Saturday. I think, well, City will give Sherbourne Town a game, but the form that Sherbourne are in... Um, I mean, they do look pretty unstoppable at the moment. Um, the game that I am going to go for, though, is up, up in your neck of the woods, Tom. Odd mm-hmm. down, take on Wincanton Town. Um, now, you talked about the top three, and we will talk about the uh, the top three in a minute um, when we have a review of the table. Um, but um, uh, odd down. Um, uh, yes, they, we know that they've been going very well. Um, this season and Wincanton of course they've got a few games in hand over the sides mm. above them so I think that they're a team who definitely will want to have a say in the title run in and if they're going to do that they're going to need to beat Odd Down I would say on uh, on Saturday the 26th of February um, just before we um, we wrap things up obviously not a great deal of uh, of movement uh, in our in our league tables do you want to give us a very um, a very quick rundown on on uh, on who's hot at the top of the Premier Division. Can do, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we still, yeah, Tavistock, um, obviously, were, were one of the sides to, to see their games fall off on the weekend, but they still sit top. Twenty-seven games played, sixty points. Uh, but the, yeah, the, uh, the well, not, not not big movers, but uh, Exmouth in second uh, now played one of those games in hand, uh, and they have closed the gap to seven points. Uh, they're on fifty-three from twenty-six, so they've still got a game in hand as well. So uh, yeah. Tightened up a little bit at the top. Uh, you've got Mausel then in third, who still only played 23, so they've got a lot of games. A little bit of a backlog, you'd say, but uh, yeah, games in hand. Uh, 48 points. Uh, and then Bridgewater and Ilfracombe uh, both played 26, and uh, Bridgewater 45, Ilfracombe 44. So those are that's the top five in the uh, in the Prem. We won't dwell too much. Um, at the bottom of the table, Bridport uh, played 29 on three points. Just one place above them, Ashton and Backwell played 26. They've got 16 points. And then five points above them is Street. They've played 24 and they've got um, they've got 21 points. Um, and again, things looking nice and close at the top of the, uh, of the first division, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I don't want to call them the big three, but the three that feel like they've pulled away now. Uh, a little bit from the chasing pack. Uh, we've got Sherborne sitting on top. As, uh, another three points for them on the weekend. 30 games played now. They've got 69 points uh, with a with a massive goal difference of 
of 63, which has helped, obviously, by those 97 goals they've plundered. Uh, we've then got Warminster in second now, uh, 28 games, uh, 62 points. And Welton, who are back in form, we, we think, uh, 28 games played as well. They're on 60, so that's the top three. You've then got Radstock, who've also played 30, so uh, a little bit behind in there on 52. And then Wincanton, probably the, the team to keep an eye on, as you, as you mentioned. 26 games played, so games in hand on everyone, it feels like. Uh, they're on 50 points, so if they can keep winning, which they have been doing a lot of recently, then they're going to yeah, potentially creep up and, and catch catch those sides uh, towards the top. And then at the bottom of the table, Devizes played 28. They've got 11 points. Uh, 10 points above Devizes are uh, Bishops Lydiard. They've played 27 games, done 21 points. And uh, in 19th, Bristol Telephones, they've played 27 and they've got 24 points. Um, we'll probably dwell on the tables a little longer when uh, we've actually had a little bit more football play. But um, for all the facts and figures, of course, we've been reviewing your excellent bulletin. Tom, mm-hmm. where can the listeners find that? Yeah, a little bit short this weekend, but that is, yeah, we, there was still a little bulletin done. Uh, and that is on the Toolstation uh, Western League website. It's about halfway down the, the homepage. Uh, there's a little little tab on the left you'll find and then you can yeah download that to to uh yeah to, to meet your needs i think it's word and pdf formats it's available in or whatever so that comes out every week excellent stuff tom thanks very much indeed for your time and i look forward to catching up with you on next week's tool station western league podcast <laughs>